0: Greetings, Hoopsheads, welcome to Locked On Warriors, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. It's Friday, April 20th. I'm your host, Aliko Carter. Good show today, we're gonna recap and preview. In the first segment, the Warriors-Spurs matchup. In the second segment, we're going to go around the NBA. And in the third segment, it's all about 420 in sports and particularly in the NBA. And I've got Miles here to talk everything Warriors in this first segment and go on from there. How you doing, Miles? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Word. Me too.
1: Warriors went up 3-0, and I'm feeling pretty pretty happy about that. They look good. Yeah, yeah. this has been, a, a, I think, a pretty... Series for them. Uh, I don't think anybody necessarily expected the Spurs to really challenge them, but I've liked what I've seen from them defensively, especially.
0: Yeah, it's like they turned on a switch. Like their defense was so, so, so bad in a lot of games uh, in the regular season, and particularly late when they went seven and ten in their last seventeen games, the defense really got out of sorts and they fell to ninth in defensive efficiency in the league. But they have been playing. Out of their minds on that side of the
1: ball in the uh, first three games of the of the playoffs. I mean, it's gotten to the point too where it's it's funny. It's can you hold a team to just double digit scoring? Has gotten to the the place of being the marker of a, of a good defense of a solid defense. And they held the Spurs to ninety seven last night, but they they've been solid again. This is without some of their key guys. You had what. Well, Livingston is the latest person to now go down. An injury yeah, but with. he's going to play, luckily. We'll we'll have
0: Livingston on Sunday. Some right. good, good news about Kevin Durant. He's got a left ankle injury as well. He'll play. Um, and we'll get to Steph in a second. But, uh, yeah, man. Held him to 42.5%. Shooting, 7 of 33 from 3. That's 21%.
1: And all this is without Steph Curry. Yeah, yeah.
0: Uh, well, you know, the defense, the, the Warriors have never hung their defense on, 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 on Stephen Curry, I think. It's more of a uh, defense by committee kind of situation. And if you look at, you know, I mean, Kevon Looney was absolutely incredible in this game defensively. I thought David West played great minutes defensively uh, on the perimeter. Andre was active as usual. Uh, Draymond Green guarded everybody. As usual. If you look at Draymond, you just see him rove around the court and be conscious of where his man is so he never gets that defensive three seconds. You'll never see a defensive three seconds call on Draymond Green, and yet he still is able to go and double team and, uh, you know, rotate to the right guy. If you watch Draymond rotate, it's just a beautiful thing.
1: It's it's just beautiful to watch. I mean, I don't know. There To me, there's like not as much to say about this series because it was never going to be close. And to me, like, even with Kawhi, that's what I always thought was interesting, is people saying, you know, if only they'd had Kawhi, right? Like, and sure, Kawhi is, is a fantastic one of the better players in our league but that that gives you 25 to 30 points like a night and that's generous right like you know 30 points a night from Kawhi would be something unlike it's something special you know right, coming right. back from injury he's not harden he's not you know durant like that would be right and especially coming back from injury but even even if he was fully healthy like getting 30 plus points a night from kawhi is like that's not like necessarily routine remember but let's say you get 25 a night from kawhi and he's able to You know, lockdown Durant, whatever that looks like. You're not ever going to put the clamps on Kevin Durant. I don't think in a way that we've seen from like what we've seen out of like Damian Lillard in the the in the uh, Portland New Orleans series, which I think is actually exceptional. And we'll talk about that. And I was gonna say, I think the to me the more interesting thing here about the Warriors is can they beat New Orleans, and not can they beat New Orleans like at all? Because I think at full strength, of course they can beat New Orleans, but if Curry like isn't back. And I'm not saying that he won't be, but if for whatever reason he's, like, not back those first two games, like, how confident are you in that the Warriors are going to New Orleans up 2-0? Well, that's a tough one because their guard play is
0: so good right now. They're so good right now. Um, And I I think it could easily be a one-in-one series going back to New Orleans without Steph. Just because you've got to have a uh, a foil for drew holiday you've got to have somebody on the other side of the ball who's putting uh putting up points commensurate with that and then not only that but rondo has been a pest defensively and has been assisting the ball like crazy he's finding uh, his spots and clay is uh not a guy who plays the passing lanes particularly well andre plays the passing lanes Fairly well, but he's more of an on-ball defender. But that's one thing you get from Steph really, really well is he's so good at playing the passing lanes and and with a guy like Rondo out there, you know, creating new passing lanes every uh, every possession. You know, having uh, Steph's fast twitch, you know, his hands out there would definitely be helpful on the defensive end. Uh, but you know, Quinn Cook has been he's been holding his own in his minutes, uh, playing about. Uh, 20 minutes a night and uh, doing 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 work offensively and, and not being too much of a, of a liability
1: on the defensive end. But, yeah. Uh, that's who, actually, I would suggest. Or, I mean, maybe not suggest is the wrong But that's who I would look to or be interested in seeing. We had talked some the other day about the, the Iguodala at point guard lineup. And that would really scare me against a team like New Orleans who is already so good defensively. And then you say, okay, here's another, like... By and large, like non shooter on the floor. Right. I mean, even as I'm thinking about it right now, like Draymond Green is really going to have to have a good series, like <laughs> shooting the basketball, because if not, like Anthony Davis already, like it, it's almost like watching this guy defensively is almost like he's taken away like just a third of the of the floor, like whatever <laughs> whatever whatever space he's occupying, basically from like 19 feet inward to the basket. Right, like so, he may he might not come out and guard you, which is why I think it's so important. Like, why I think it's a a, maybe a different question entirely if Steph plays because he elongates the elongates the court so much; it's a lot harder. But it's basically like you. You could take yeah, you could take that three if he's only you know standing at about the five line, but he's gonna get there. Mm. He's he's fast enough and he's long enough that he is to going block to get that there, shot. And, yeah. and he might not and he might not block it, yeah. but he is going to contest it. It yeah. is always going to be a contested shot. So there's a good like third of the floor, maybe even sometimes half, depending on like you know what the set is and how they're playing it. That you could take shots over there, but it's not a great idea. Yeah, and so it if you're Draymond Green and, and in addition to that you have. Either he's being guarded, and again, this is assuming that I would imagine the Warriors are going to switch everything as they like throughout the entire playoffs. Yeah, right? that's like, what they've been doing, and that they're going to double
0: and sometimes triple team Anthony Davis.
1: Right, and so, but but like offensively, like if you are in a situation where you are Miritich and um, you know you can sag off a bit a Draymond because. He's only three for 15 or whatever the last couple of games that y'all have been playing. That that just makes New Orleans even better defensively. And we're talking about a team that was one of the better teams um, in the league defensively. And, and part of that, again, is because they've got a bona fide contender for defensive player of the year in Anthony Davis. Yeah. But but even like right now, defensive rating in, in the... Uh, just among playoff teams, they're you know they're fourth, only behind Houston, and Indiana, and of course, of course the, Gold the State Golden State Warriors. Warriors, I Warriors right.
0: I do want to uh, uh, some quick notes before we move on to the next uh, segment. Stephen Curry was reevaluated today. He's going to be in modified practices now, and will be reevaluated again in a week. Uh, we are assuming, hopefully, that the Warriors will sweep the Spurs on Sunday. You think
1: that's the what it's going to be, Miles? it's going to be a sweep. Yeah, I, I would I would be surprised if um honestly like like I was telling you before we, we came on, like I was surprised at how well the Spurs played in game three. Yeah. And they yeah. still lost by, you know, fifteen points. Yeah. So like I I just yeah. this was not a good matchup for them. They're without Kawhi, they don't have it. I don't yeah. think so. Uh some green on green violence in this game. First quarter,
0: Draymond Green blocked Danny Green's jump shot green also blocked a murray jump shot in the second half that's two drinks y'all that's the drinking game take a drink every time the warriors block a jump shot it's not going to get you drunk but it'll get you tipsy you're listening to locked on warriors part of the locked on podcast network stay tuned for a trip around the nba
1: is there anything more craveable than the smell of mcdonald's fries if someone's hiding an order of fries they're never hiding it well it
0: takes one whiff to trigger a fry craving that will only be satisfied the McDonald's way. So stand up if you would like to taste the smell of a McDonald's fry right now. Did you just stand? Because if you did, then you earned yourself a trip to the McDonald's drive through for your own steamy carton of crispy, golden goodness. Support for this podcast comes from CDW and Cisco. Modern Modernization Today has the products you need to modernize your workplace, like Wi-Fi booster crystals. Let their metaphysical powers
1: enhance connectivity and spiritually awaken your Internet of Things. At CDW, we get crystals won't modernize your network. You need Cisco Catalyst access points that are Wi-Fi 6 compatible and can help you improve reliability, increase capacity, and reduce latency. Cisco and IT orchestration by CDW. People who get it. Find out more at cdw.com slash Cisco.
0: And we're back and we're going around the NBA. Cleveland up 17 on the Indiana Pacers at half. And Toronto and Washington just kicking off. The third game, what's the third game, Miles?
1: The third game tonight is Boston-Milwaukee. Boston-Milwaukee, game three. Game four. Game three. Game three. That's what I thought you meant at first when you said green on green violence. But I'm glad I didn't interject. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Oh, yeah. There's definitely going to be some green on green violence
1: tonight, definitely. Uh yeah, but so yeah, those are the three games: Cavs, Pacers, uh, this monstrosity, mon- uh, Wizards, Raptors. Yeah,
0: let's talk about then... Wiz- let's talk about the Raptors. The Raptors are playing so well right now.
1: Uh, I mean, are they? Like, okay, so that game one, you had to me, you had Demar Derozan essentially being more or less Demar Derozan. Yeah. I thought you had an underperforming Kyle Lowry, and you had a bench that wasn't all the way there, probably because Van Vliet was out with... He has a shoulder contusion at the time that he's still recovering from it. But, but I, he'll I, play. I think he's playing, yeah, yeah playing tonight. But uh, in that game one, he, he wasn't playing. And you had a Washington team that... I mean, Wall looked okay, right? He was, he was coming back from being injured for a while. He looked okay. I personally thought he was rushing the offense a lot, but he, he looked fine, but... The team fine is not going to cut it in the playoffs, and especially when the rest of the team looks flat, right? Like, and I, I have espoused my own views about Bradley Beal, but I don't think anybody <laughs> could like look at the first couple of games that he's had and be like, "Word, this is where we want our All Star two guard to be." In uh, in, in a playoff series that we are not expected to win, right? It's not even like this is... The, like, the seeds were reversed. And it's like, okay, the Wizards are just underestimating this 8 Like, you should be the hungrier team. Like, this is a team that you kind of had their number the yeah. last, like, few years. Like, yeah. you shouldn't really be scared of them. Not really for any reason. But the long and short of it is that the Wizards are not a very good basketball team. Yeah. And the Raptors... Are a pretty good basketball team. Yeah, the Raptors are a yeah a very good basketball team, and the Wizards are a, a good basketball team. See, and and I think that is uh, to be honest, and like not even to like really like check you, but I I've heard a lot of people be like, yeah, the Wizards are good. Like I don't see that. Yeah. I really don't see that. Like, like this, they don't pass
0: the eye test, is what you're saying.
1: I am saying that all seasons. Yeah, my eye test. I, I think maybe they passed pass a lot of people's eye test. I think the virtue of them like making the playoffs for a lot of people is going to be like, okay, well, they were the among the better half of the teams in the Eastern Conference. Like, what are you, what are you talking about? Yeah. Oh, yeah, except for the fact that they have been literally just, like, middling all year. You look at all whatever metric you want to. By and large, this team has hovered around just kind of mediocre yeah. all year, right? And, again, part of that is because, Wall missed a lot of time, but... Part of it is because this team, like, added... Like, you can look on paper. Like, ben- the benches just comparing the two. Like, there's no there's no even comparison, right? Like, yeah. Toronto has a oh, vastly yeah. superior was, bench, yeah, I mean. right? I mean, the- so this is a Wizards team that has no depth. A Wizards team that all season has been, like... It- again, it hasn't been as dysfunctional as the situation in, in Cleveland. And-, and maybe their front office, like, you know, was a little more put together than what we saw out of a team like Milwaukee. But the whole, like... You know everybody eats Wizards era versus the Wall era and like that, sort of now coalescing again now that Wall is healthy. Like this team has been just weird yeah. all year, mm. and that and it's not like a good weird. It's not like that weird yeah. has like produced like a particularly like it wasn't like yeah. it's not like Knicks weird. You know yeah. like where the Knicks are weird, but at least it's like fun to yeah. watch because yeah. there's so much like you know dysfunction and That's and sure, deal. but the Wizards are just they're they just kind of blow games against teams that they. You know, should be easily, or they'll do things like they did early in the season, play up games against teams that they have no shot against, like yeah. when they came here to Oracle, mm-hmm. only to like fall apart in the because they're not a really good team, right? And there are bright spots, right? You have, um, I think Kelly Oubre is a bright spot. I think a healthy John Wall is a bright spot. And to be honest, I think if you had a brat, if you had a coach that could really, really scheme offensively to give Neal mm-hmm. a lot of yeah. looks that I think like maybe he's not getting, yeah. I think he could be. A really good shooter, but yeah, outside I mean, of that, you know, I don't think this team's Definitely, like that. part of it is coaching, and it's really interesting.
0: With uh, conversely, the the Raptors, because you thought that maybe their coach was not going to survive, but he adapted. And oh, God, what is his
1: name? I'm yeah, gonna, not that anybody's ever going to ask me, but Dwayne Casey, who's Dwayne the Casey. coach of the Raptors, has my vote for coach of the year. Word. Just for what he's done with Demar Derozan, right? We, we yeah, yeah. We and I wanted it, to talk about Demar. Yeah, because we absolutely. can't talk about
0: this matchup without talking about Demar. They they b- basically pulled him aside and told him we want you to shoot threes.
1: Yeah, and then he did it right, and and then he's he's gone from essentially a a very very souped up version of Andrew Wiggins, like this really athletic combo guy that takes a lot of mid range jumpers, mm-hmm. to a legit candidate for MVP this year, right? Yeah, like, we're absolutely. talking about the best player on his best team, and and you know that logic on the western half of the country seems to hold a lot of weight. It's not going <laughs> to ha- hold as much for a guy like DeRozan for. Reasons, But, you know, like, we're talking about the best player on the best team in the East. And the reason that they got there, right, has a lot to do with his coaching staff, right? Yeah. And and has a lot to do with them being like, hey, like, we've identified this part of your game. You could take your game to the next level if you just did this. Yeah. And they were right, right? In addition to that and and the way that they, like, really revamped their bench Mm -hmm. with the, you know... See with young guys too. Yeah. Siakam and Anobi, Van Vleet. Like these guys are all they have a young core on this bench, and then they took their all stars in Lowry and DeRozan, and they made them better. Right, yeah. like like Lowry's numbers
0: are down across the board, but you could make the argument that he's better.
1: I, to be honest, I was talking specifically about DeRozan, and mm-hmm. I would have to go back and look at like which uh, you like. Are you talking about Lowry's shooting numbers? Like his La- efficiency I talking, numbers? I was like, talking sp- specifically about his shooting numbers. So I think yeah, so I think he's he is not as good of a shooter, but again, I think part of that like and if you're looking specifically at last year versus this year, part of that is because last year was a very special year for him. And I was going to say you didn't have Demar taking the shots that he's taking now. Like those some That's of the right. shots that you're giving Demar are going to have to come from other places. Right. Now again, I haven't looked to see like how many fewer shots or how many fewer touches or Lowry has been averaging this year from but like if you're asking your you know, star, we're gonna give you more shots and we're gonna give you a specific, like, you know, diet uh, of shots that, that we're going to increase in this way. Like, that has to come from somewhere. Yeah. Um, and I don't does. think Lowry's numbers are so down that it's like, oh. And again. And like, their bench is, you know, better this year than it was last year. and they Oh, by, uh, rely uh, on by on a long way. In the same way. Yeah. So,
0: uh, let's transition. Let's talk about Damian Lillard. Uh, because uh, you were watching
1: a video uh, about Dame earlier today. I was watching some... Somebody p- compiled a, a video on Reddit that had taken, like, clips from Lillard talking about his game, like, throughout the season. But it, like, superimposed it over... Essentially, Drew Holiday putting the clamps on him. Like, mm. all series.
0: Right? Dang.
1: He, I mean, th- this... And it's not just Holiday, right? Like, it, you know, for people who have, like, haven't watched all three games, it hasn't just been Drew. and he, But he has been awesome, right? Like... And again this is somebody who I think has a has a shot. I don't think he'll make first team all defense. I think he will make second team well, all defense. See
0: the 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 all defensive teams for me are just really hard because it doesn't seem like there's any logic in choosing who goes on them besides oh he uh was a good defender 3 years ago and you know so he's just a legacy let's just put him on the list. I I feel like that happens so often and it doesn't happen with all NBA teams it doesn't happen with well, all rookie teams. It can't happen with all rookie teams. But like, I just don't understand the the logic sometimes between. Uh,
1: so, who have you seen for for
0: the defensive senior? Like that person shouldn't be on here. Uh. So obviously the the one that and this is a while ago. Uh. But the one that just kept irking me over and over was you know Kobe Bryant has like nine or ten uh, uh all defense selections.
1: I and, didn't. Yeah. How. How that? But that's a that's a that's a unique. It, right? it, it it's a unique situation. Sure, it was, it was yeah. like
0: year after year after year, a more deserving player was left off the list for Kobe Bryant.
1: Yeah, it'll be interesting to see who makes it this year. But but the point being, like, it's not just Drew Holiday. This has been Miritich and Davis chasing around guards, going over and under screens. This has been Holiday and Rondo mm-hmm. when those guys are playing in the post, like keeping on the wings. But Lillard and McCollum have been shut down. And McCollum had a decent game game 3. Um but I uh, I mean I I didn't expect uh Portland to play this poorly. Um but it is just it is a really really bad matchup for them. Yeah. And and a lot of the people like who were discounting yeah. New Orleans early like it, it's just it's a really bad matchup for yeah. Portland. And where
0: is where is Yusuf Nurkic in all of this is also what I'm wondering is as, as on well. what side of the ball. Uh That's also a good question. I'm thinking specifically offensively though. But but again, offensively,
1: find me somebody who who is scoring on Anthony Davis, mm. right? Besides like somebody who is like physically as large or larger than him, and at that point it's, Joel Embiid and. Maybe boogie. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and yeah, and, and cousins maybe. Yeah. But even even somebody who is as tall as him, like Capella, I don't think that he can. So you're asking somebody who. That's why I asked you on what side of the ball. Like at least I think defensively, like Nurkic, at least has you know. That again, again, that's what is to me like really confounding about this Pelicans team. Yeah. Is you've got one guy who nobody can guard him, right? And you can't score against him.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: You can't find me anybody on that entire Blazers roster that can guard him, right? It's not Nurkic because he's too slow. It's not Aminu because he's not big enough. Yeah. And neither of those guys... Like, Nurkic, a lot of his game, like, yes, he he can, like, step out and hit that, like, mid-range jumper, but Anthony Davis is right there, right? It's It's not like you even gain an advantage... Playing farther away from the basket, and Nurkic doesn't right. Like he no, is, he's, he's is, not that guy. He's not that guy. And Aminu, right? He could be, although even his perimeter scoring isn't like what you would think from like that sort of prototypical six nine, like long arm three and D type guy. Yeah. He has the speed to maybe hang up with with AD uh, defensively, but he just posts him up. Yeah. Right, yeah. and what's interesting is the the one dimensionality, I, which is I think maybe why people discount the Pelicans. It's like after Anthony Davis, who is there? Look at Portland, right? One of the things I said before the series started is if you, if you can just lock down one of those guys, either Damian Lillard or C.J. McCollum, let, let, Lillard, let Lillard go off for 50 every, every night, right? He's not going to. no, But let not. Lillard go off for 50 every night. If you keep McCollum under 20, between 15 and 20 points, you still have a chance to win You the game. still got a yeah. good shot because yeah. naming somebody else that plays for the Blazers who you think, oh yeah, you can give me 20 points tonight.
0: I'm looking Evan at the Turner. roster
1: right now. I'm looking at the
0: roster right now, and I'm not seeing Mo Harkless. Maybe and he's and he's hurt.
1: He hasn't been playing because he's hurt. Oh, Mo Harkless is hurt. That's actually been one of the bigger sort of plot points of this series because. With Mo Arklis, you gain another guy who I believe actually is six well, he 9. he played on the he played 26 minutes in this last game but he was only 2 of 8 from the field. And that so he played in game 3? Yeah. That must have been his first game cuz he didn't play in the first two games I don't think. Yeah. How is Yusuf Yusuf
0: Nurkic only put up 7 shots? It's just like and then of course uh, Dame held in check again 5 of 14, 20 points, minus 24 on the night to lead the team and that's where we have to bring it to a close for this segment. Stay tuned for a segment about 420 in the NBA. Support for this podcast comes from Wild Turkey Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. Let's tune in to their one-on-one with Jamal, a real bartender from Old Fourth Ward in Atlanta. I really get into the backstory of whatever I'm pouring. Out of respect, there are literally years of experience behind these bottles. Wild Turkey, same recipe since 1942. If you want a true classic, This is what you want to order. Wild Turkey.
1: Wild Turkey Distilling Company, Lawrenceburg, Kentucky. Copyright 2020. Campari, America, New York, New York. Never
0: compromise. Drink responsibly. Today, every answer matters more than ever before. Because whether it's about health, deliveries, or finance, some things just can't wait. That's why IBM is helping businesses manage millions of calls, texts, and chats with Watson Assistant. It's conversational AI designed to help your customers find the answers they need faster no matter the industry. Let's put smart to work. Visit ibm.com slash Watson Assistant to learn more. And we're back and we're talking weed in the NBA. Bleacher Report had a really interesting story uh, where they basically sat down with a bunch of former NBA and NFL players, rolled one up and smoked while they talked about smoking, uh, weed in both sports, and um, basically the players, including uh, guys like Matt Barnes and uh, Al Harrington, former Warriors, Al Harrington, who actually owns a CBD wellness company called uh, Harrington Wellness, um, and they basically passed around, you know, the blunt or the J or whatever they were doing while they talked about how, you know, ubiquitous the use of marijuana is in both the NBA and the uh, NFL, with players estimating eighty to ninety percent of NBA and NFL players smoke weed, despite the fact that they're banned substances for both leagues. Um, and 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 let's start there. How ridiculous is it that these substances are still banned uh, by you know both the NBA and the NFL? But we'll talk about the NBA specifically because there is movement toward. Uh, potentially there's complacency, but there's movement toward potentially reassessing that rule in the next collective bargaining agreement.
1: Yeah, it's it's interesting. Before the this story was published on Bleacher Report um, today, I didn't realize how frequently, um, or I should say, how infrequently the NFL testing was compared to compared to the NBA. Uh, One one test a year,
0: unless you uh, unless you fail the test, and then you get tested again, uh, compared to six tests a year for the NBA.
1: Right, so some of the, one of the things that some of the football players are bringing up is that it doesn't even seem like the idea is that this is a substance that is so bad that we think that you should never use it. It's more just like, let's make sure that you're not using it on this day that we're testing, and then, right, because if not, you would test more frequently. You're just playing a game, right? Like, if not, you would test more frequently. and So why the game? Like why is why is it a, such a harsh policy?
0: Uh yeah, well yeah no. Uh, like why is the policy there in the first place? You know, well federal prohibition is still in place, but like why play? I think that's the answer. Why yeah? But like why play the game? You know, of testing only once. It's just like I guess if they tested a whole bunch of times, they wouldn't have a league.
1: Right. I was to that If if if, we are to believe and I think we should, what players are saying, if you test more frequently than that, you're going to have to either s- change the rule where it, you know, it is not a banned substance anymore, change how it's policed where instead of being suspended for however many games you're suspended after how many violations, it's just a monetary thing where you're just fine, um, or ignore it altogether, right? But if, if a player comes out and says, oh yeah, about 85% of the guys in the league are doing it, you can't test it much more frequently than that. No, you can't. Otherwise, you'll have to, like, deal with the ramifications of right. it. Right. It's such a silly game. It's just... It just... It, it, it's kind of
0: sad that, like, uh, politics... Play such a huge role in basically. The NFL. What, I didn't
1: think there were any politics in the NFL. That's so weird. Yeah, uh, yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> well, I was talking specifically about the NBA, but also about wellness, player wellness, because they're 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 taking all these ridiculous pills, destroying their uh, their insides, as the article goes into detail uh, about, and uh, all of that is legal, uh, yeah. but you know just. Uh, the one NFL player I can't remember uh who said it, but he smokes two blunt. He smoked two blunts. These are retired players, so they have no uh no skin in the game right now. But um, two blunts before every NFL game, and that that really like surprised me because is it like, is he smoking at home and then coming to the game or is he, are his trainers like in on it and like, they're just like finding a place where him, where he can just smoke in private before the game starts or like, like are there enablers in that, in that sense Um, or like, where is this going down? Because they also talked about trainers and executives and everybody else imbibing as well, um, but not getting the, um, the same, you know, uh, obviously they're not collectively bargained. They're team employees and they can do what they want. They're not drug tested, you know. So um, I'm just, I'm wondering if there there, there was, uh, co- you know, collusion, so to speak, between, um, between staff of the team
1: and, and this particular player who said he smoked two blunts before every game. Well, I mean, I, I think in the piece they even say, like, you know, and I think the person to bring this up was Kenyon Martin, who used to play, well, play college ball at Cincinnati and then play for the Nets and the Clippers. I think he played for the Nuggets for a Yeah, he sure did. Um, he was like, you know, there you would be surprised, like, not just players, but there are people in the front office, like like you mentioned on training staffs. So, like, it's not this is like, oh, like, oh, this is the thing that – is widespread even among players. Like, it seems like maybe as with like everything else that we know about marijuana, it's something that everybody does, but is only, you know, police when a select group of people use it. And you can, you know, make of that like whatever you want to. Yeah, you know? and that's basically what did Gary Payton bring that up? Or no, you said Kenya Martin. I said Kenya Martin. Yeah, yeah, although that's Gary right. Payton was involved in this too, though. Yes, yeah.
0: And, you know, I thought it was a great piece. Um, and uh, the author. Uh, did a really good job. The author's name is... Uh, I think that was Master Tesfazian, Yeah, Master. Yeah. yeah, Master uh, Tesfazian. Is that how you pronounce that? I, I believe so, yeah. Okay. Yeah, but he did an absolutely incredible job. And, and the videos are worth watching, too, uh, just seeing these players really open up about uh, their marijuana use and about the good that has come from it in their lives. Yeah, no surprise for me um, that I know for a fact... Uh, that uh, well, I know for very nearly <laughs> a fact that
1: uh, there I are. Snitch on somebody. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, there there are dubs players who 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 enjoy the who enjoy the gange, um, and uh, you know I don't see anything wrong with it if it's you know helping players if it's relaxing players
1: if it's you know. Um, previ- I just I, to me feel like I know we're focusing on basketball. I don't get it as much from the NFL's perspective because you you are simultaneously also dealing with such negative press about head injuries. Yeah. That you would think that this would be maybe even not like an actual solution, but just a good PR move to be like, we're going to, this is the thing that we're going to be liberal. about. Hmm. Liberal and scare quotes, not. Yeah. Well, I think liberal. the NFL's
0: like, it's still such a stigma in, uh, certain communities that are very big about the NFL. Um, I will say, white communities.
1: Um, That smoking weed is, or that black people smoking weed is? I mean, let's just be real about this, right? That black people smoking weed is. All right, well... Definitely. And and I think that
0: in these communities, um, that even, you know, uh, people who do smoke, they can't be as out about it as they can in places like California. Yeah. uh, You
1: know? And I hear that. I just, I wonder, like, where is that breaking point, right? Because if... You know, if if you're if you're an Eagles fan and you know the day before the Super Bowl came out, all the players came out and said, you know, we we actually smoke weed, and you're really against weed. You not celebrating that Super Bowl win tomorrow? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. at, yeah. at what point do, yeah. does this maybe yeah. just become a facade for you to judge other people? Yeah,
0: no, absolutely, and it's a facade for the NFL as well, and that's really the the shitty thing about the NFL, all the hypocrisy. Um, And so two games underway right now. We've got Cavs, Indiana, and Toronto, Washington, and that's where we're going to have to stop for today. Any shout-outs you want to make?
1: I have no shout-outs I just want everybody to have a good weekend.
0: All right, I will shout-out this podcast, which you can find on Spotify, Google Play, iOS and iTunes, as well as lockedonwarriors.com and lockedonsports.com. Make sure that you bookmark those pages. Also, Facebook, locked on dubs and locked on NBA net. Get in touch with me via email at carter 11 at gmail.com. That's A L I K O Carter 11 at gmail. Or via Twitter at locked on dubs or Kojitare, K O G I T A R E. I tweet from both accounts. I also write at the intersection of sports, business, and community impacts for Forbes.com. I'll keep you posted on all my future stories. Thanks for listening. Enjoy the game on Sunday. Enjoy all the basketball over the weekend. And stay thoughtful, Hoopsheads. (laughs)